0: I need pre-banter. This is weird. This is weird. This is weird. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's going to get so hot and oh <laughs> sweaty in here. I brought a second shirt. <laughs> Wait a second, though. Hold on. Hold on. We need some rules for you changing your shirt. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to change my shirt.
0: Good. That's the first rule. Don't <laughs> do it.
1: You're the best oh. around. Yeah. Nothing's ever going to get you down.
0: Yeah. If you want to talk about a podcast pump-up song, that's oh, it yeah, right that's there. Cool. <laughs>
2: Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on it Earth.
0: It's time to throw down, you Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? Waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on Earth. Join the happy people of all ages.
1: Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland
2: in Anaheim. The
1: happiest place on Earth. Hey everybody, welcome to Bob's Sons of Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about Splash Mountain gets a retheme, Star Wars gets a reset... I talk about the time Goofy almost drowned, and in our main segment, we go back to the vault to discuss a recent addition to Disney+, Plus, Artemis Fowl. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, a man who's a salute to all nations, but mostly America, what? Aaron hey, Absolute Humidity <laughs> okay, Robinson. I don't know what that means, but uh, thanks for thanks for the intro. Muppets 3D. Oh, really? Muppet Vision 3D. Don't you remember uh, that? No, I don't, Sam, clearly. Sam, Sam, the, Sam the Eagle comes out. Uh, he tells, uh, like, uh, Kermit the Frog asks, uh, what are we doing for the show? And he says, it's, uh, it's a salute to all nations but mostly America. Okay.
0: And how many uh, if you had to estimate the number of our listeners that you think get that reference?
1: I'm going to say 75%. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm going to wow, say that's 75%. Really strong. Yes. Oh my goodness. I feel like our listeners are steeped not only in Muppets but specifically wow. Muppet-based attractions. You believe in them. That's nice. I do. I yeah, do. Did right you on. ever see Muppet Vision 3D?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's great. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Great. It's good. It's pretty good. It's a glorious 3-hour finale. You've got 3 minutes. <laughs> It's great. It's fantastic. Anyways, uh, yes, you, you are a salute to all nations, but mostly America. Yeah,
0: right on. Well, thanks for that Muppety intro. What's happening, man? We're, we're in a new location.
1: We are, we are podcasting IRL. Wow, I know. It's, uh, how does it feel to be this close to me? Is like, uh, do, do, do I exude an aura? Yeah, that?
0: it is. It's like when you get you're waiting in line for an attraction at Disneyland. Yeah, and you're you're getting close. You're you're within three. Yeah, uh, and then you see the cast members start talking, and you're like, Oh no, oh. are they gonna are they closing the ride? Like, what's something's going on? Something, I just waited for an hour and forty five yeah. minutes. What's going on? I feel that right now. You very, feel
1: like a nervous tension. Yeah, that something, like a nervous something's tension, about like, to happen. Yeah, and it's Yeah, not good? good. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't maybe know. you go crazy though. I have no idea. Uh, I feel like this is uh, this is a a uh, thing to celebrate. I mean, we are podcasting together. Yeah. Together, this is the this is the first time since episode one since that we have been together. Episode one, it's crazy, so and we're at episode fifteen.
0: Yeah, is that true? Fourteen prior episodes yeah. just over video stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess it's uh thirteen. Thirteen. The weirdest prior thing is, one. I
0: was pre-recording all of that video and then just playing it. So I've been asleep for the last fourteen. Oh, episodes. really?
1: Yeah. Oh no wonder that no wonder the uh, the conversation's been a little, a little off kilter. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. seem to
0: have any idea what you were talking about. Yeah, now you're
1: gonna have to stay awake <laughs> yeah. this entire time.
0: I kept saying orange two. And you were like, I was like, what? (laughs) What is that about? I don't know where we're going in this. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I want to ask you a question. We're in in an actual podcast studio. Yeah, uh, that has other media equipment. How many tripods do you think are in the studio? I know the exact number. I want to know how how many you think are in the studio.
1: In this studio, now we're we're uh, for for clarity's sake, we are uh, in a studio within a studio. So are you saying within the general studio area? Yeah,
0: the general studio area. How many tripods do you think we have? Four. Four. Yeah. And how many do you think we would need? Two, two at the most. <laughs> yeah, and we have, we have seven.
1: Seven. Seven tripods. It seems like an unusually uh, high number of tripods to have. Yeah, in the you, you, need, you need your throwaway one, you need your carbon one, you need your backpacking one. I mean, a multi camera setup is at max three, three. four, maybe. maybe. I mean, four if you really need to get a good pickup shot because your first yeah. three are locked. But you'd in. put
0: that four guy on a steady cam, not yeah, on a exactly. tripod. That's what I'm saying? Wow. wow. welcome to episode 15. I'm pretty pretty excited about this episode. I am
1: excited about it. you are back from uh from vacation. I
0: did I survived. I just survived uh, for everybody that listened to episode 14, uh History of Star Wars in the Park, which was so Part fun. One. Part 1. So fun to talk about. It was great. Uh we listened to it on the on the drive home down oh, yeah? in 97 and then we were done and my kids were like, "Hey, do you got any more episodes?" And I'm like, "You you know all the episodes. There's no
1: secret episodes. We're all out we're tapped out right yeah.
0: now." Yeah someday soon we need to have some secret, secret episodes. episodes yeah that's
1: right. for sure that's right uh somebody uh that, that reminds us reminds me that somebody asked me about like where our episode zero is like our trailer yeah. for the show yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah we got to do that sometime we do uh and then somebody else asked me so how many of these did you do ahead of time before you started releasing and yeah, i was like none n- none
0: yeah we just <laughs> we didn't even it. know
1: episode one was going to be a thing
0: yeah we just we didn't thought, even know the name of the show on yeah, episode it was one. just a
1: fun thought experiment more than anything else uh, so, so week is good for you yeah, week was great. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing to write home about, but that's okay. okay. Uh, we got the fourth of July. Would you just get that letter though? Yeah, I mean, if I wrote home, I mean, it would it would go out, and then like three days later, I would get it back. Like, oh, hey, I don't Storm. know where it goes. Yeah, dear Scott Storm. Wow, let what me tell you about what a week it's been. I wore my comfortable pants all week, except for right now. Yeah. Now I'm wearing work it's, jeans. That's mm, true. What are you going to do? Uh, anything that stood out about being up at Bend?
0: Uh, it was nice to, you know, just the, it was, it, I was getting reintroduced to, you know, to Society. being, eating outside, eating, God. going to restaurants, going, things like that. That was my first experience in two and a half months. Yeah. And so. then you came
1: back to California and they're like, nope, no yeah. more. Sorry. S-
0: yeah. It was, uh, so that was, it was weird, you know, I broke some rules <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what those, you know, it's one of those things where you're almost like learning how to kind of like. Live again, yeah. where you're like, like I don't know, are we, are we doing this? Are we not doing this? What do you want me to do? Yeah. And when it's just your family, it's easier. But when it's like a restaurant or something, they want something done a specific way. My first thing is to always be like, oh no, I'll tell you how to do it. You don't tell me where to sit. I tell me where to let sit. Let me remind you, the customer's always right. Always right. And they're like, uh, there's a there's a virus you should be aware of, and we have a, always like, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So I've made some mistakes, and I feel bad about it when I do. But you know,
1: listen, everybody takes stutter steps when they're first uh, first learning true. how to walk, right? I yeah. mean, so and then we're walking this new way. Don't beat yourself up too much. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Thanks for
0: taking that weight off my shoulders. No problem.
1: And again, look at it this way. You don't have any other opportunity to practice in California anymore because they've shut all the restaurants down. Oh, okay, good. So So, yeah. yeah. You know, just look at it this way. The next time you're able to try this... It'll be like six months from now. Yeah, and I'll be a pro by then. Totally, yeah, I'll be totally. So good. We How could about? run. We could uh, we could role play some restaurant scenarios. That would be if really you would fun. Like. Uh, excuse me, Monsieur. You were supposed to uh, order first and pick up later. Just for clarification, I that's would never McDonald's. eat at this that's restaurant. It <laughs> was at McDonald's.
0: <laughs> that was a McDonald's, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> the one, uh, yeah, right, the one down in Stockton. That's
1: that's <laughs> Stockton's got that McDonald's. That, yeah, that French assistant manager. Yeah. That, yes. Oh, Would you like that. a two Big Mac with that? Uh, yeah. And let me tell you where you can put those. Uh, Sacré bleu! Dude, why
0: are there you? Is, are you good at this French thing? Are you French? What's no, your deal? I'm not. Okay.
1: Do you practice this? <laughs> it was just something I wanted to try. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, all. that's all right. <laughs> I like it. Fourth of July. Okay. What do you do for Fourth of July? You have something coming up? Yeah. Do you have any Great any any, uh, any any plans for Fourth of July? Do you have any memories of Fourth of July in the park? I'm asking, if nothing more, than to lay the runway for me to tell a story.
0: Oh, good. Uh, we normally celebrate. We're normally up and actually bend for 4th of July. No fireworks allowed there. So we drive, yeah. drive into town, watch the show. Uh, but this year, our vacation started earlier for various reasons. So we actually went to a firework stand yesterday. Oh, first, really? First time I've been to a firework stand in... 10 years like the, like years. the
1: california fire yeah yeah stands. like a
0: tnt or a phantom yeah. or a i don't remember what the ones were when i was a kid red devil i think so, they were yeah called. so for
1: our, our non-california listeners oh yeah right that uh in california beginning in what mid-june mid-june you yeah. start seeing these sort of temporary firework shelters that are going yeah. up and people are selling them and they're usually they're, they're usually fundraisers this is something i did not know about until for i moved real? to california oh yes. wow so this is like uh, the Phantom and the TMT. Like those are all new things to me. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah
0: they're little wood shanties. Yeah, you walk up and you buy, you know, anywhere between worth of fireworks. Right. And yeah. They all got great names. That's what I love about. It. What's it's, your favorite? What's your favorite one? Uh, we bought one this year that I, I don't know, but it had like a dude and a girl in like a bathing suit, and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll okay. take, the, I'll take the sexy box. And the guy was like, right on, <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's pretty good. We got a flaming sword. We got a bunch oh, of stuff,
1: yeah, man. Cool. Awesome.
2: Yeah. So, so is that I'm, what you're gonna do? You're that's
0: gonna what we're s- gonna do. I'm gonna light them all off at the exact same time because I did not. want You're just gonna sit. light
1: the box on fire yeah. to see what happens.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to sit out on the driveway for like an hour and a half and go like, oh, this one looks exactly like the last that's one. Right. Yeah.
1: There it goes. Another forty nine bucks. I always try to do like a big escalation, right? Like I try to go the little ones and bigger, 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 right? And then false. Uh, yeah, I mean it's really the last five are all about the same they are they're all about, all the, about same.
0: the same you line yeah. them all up tiniest bit of uh yeah. turpentine gasoline or lighter fluid and you've got a, all at the same time. you've got a
1: real good show there right on i'm uh, glad so we yeah.
0: talked about fireworks this show if i hustle might get it out on fourth of july which would be oh you can do it wow that was like
1: i know yeah. you can do okay. it
0: look at you yeah you're capable i'm strong i i can do it <laughs> let me tell you when i can release the podcast for you <laughs> i'll tell
1: you when you release the podcast you right released on. the podcast yesterday okay. you got it okay yeah. Uh, I, I have to I have to since this is a Fourth of July based uh, not based, Fourth of July around episode. Yeah. I feel like I have to do the service of telling you this story, a story that I will tell you every single year Good. around Fourth of July. Uh, So this is a ruining the magic segment. Okay. Okay. So it's very important that our listeners recognize that when I'm telling this, if you don't want the magic ruined for either yourself or your children, you're going to need to skip forward. I'm going to say probably five minutes. This is a story about when I worked at the Magic Kingdom in the character department on 4th of July. Okay. One of the times I was working there, one of the years I was working there, I was assigned to work as Goofy. At the Grand Floridian. Now, here's the interesting hook. Yeah. It was going to be Goofy in a wetsuit that could go into the pool. So my job was to swim as Goofy. You're crazy. No, I'm not. Yes, it was crazy. Yes, and you will learn further why it is crazy. But that was my that was my set. So I was going like to do... spare air inside your Goofy costume. You had some kind of breathing apparatus. No. Okay, so it's just you. No. And the Goofy hole. So this is called the. And please forgive it, but this is what they call it, the wet, goofy costume. Yeah. Okay? And so the wet, goofy costume is basically a uh, – it's a uh, a wetsuit. Yeah. Okay? With a costume over it. And then you wear a water-based head that you can see out of the eyes. And the whole thing can get wet, and it all drains out of of your body. what what happened to the last? How come I'm playing Goofy? What happened to the last guy? Don't ask it. Don't ask any questions. Just get out there. Okay. So so I go to do my uh, my set as Goofy. I have a mini with me. So there's a mini there, and the whole the whole thing is you're going to go out. You're going to go around the pool. You're going to play with the kids. You're going to go swimming. And they t- typically don't do this. This is a special event because it with fourth it was Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. So they had characters all over the parks, all over all the rest uh, all the resorts. So I go to the Grand Floridian. I do my first couple sets. Things are great. I sort of get into the water. I'm in the the shallow end. I'm swimming around. Kids are all around me. They're having a good time, and I'm taking pictures. And I I, I jump in the water and I come out of the water and I sort of like uh, shake my head side to side. So that the Goofy's long ears they get everybody wet. Yeah. And I'm just being all I'm just being Goofy and animating all over the place. And and the kids are having a great time and taking photos and everything like that. And I'm feeling pretty good. Like I'm this is a unique experience not everybody who plays Goofy yeah. gets to do this. You actually have yeah. to have additional qualifications to do a water-based uh, character.
0: Right. And so like I you have to go to the
1: SEAL team. You have to go to Bud's. You actually, uh, to be totally honest, you had to be approved uh, as a... You have to have your, your license for scuba. So you had to have a, a scuba license yeah. that showed that you were able to handle this type of thing. So I had the qualifications to go do this. So not everybody gets to do that. I'm having a great time. Yeah. And I'm feeling a little bit more confident every single time I go on set. Because like this is fun. This is a lot yeah. of fun going swimming. Yeah, you got control those, of it. Now. Those costumes are hot, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you're you're in Florida, in Orlando, in in July. Those things are hot. The idea of getting into a pool is incredibly relaxing. But right. does the inside of the suit fill up with water like a submarine sinking? It, it, well, it's a, it's a wetsuit, so it's okay. uh, it doesn't it doesn't billow up. Okay, right. Um, and so when you get out, it's uh, it, it all, like I said, it all drains out. And I'm wearing okay. the big goofy shoes, and they have holes in them, so all the water drains out of the okay. shoes and everything like that. So I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. I'm yeah, feeling confident, got this. and so I I prance over to the to the deep end of the pool because yeah. I'm thinking this is going to be awesome.
0: <laughs> Starting to get, I'm going to get. Go,
1: I'm going to do a cannonball. Like I'm going to jump in. I'm going to grab Goofy's nose and I'm going to do a big cannonball. And it's going to be great because they're going to love it because it's just this big character <laughs> making a giant splash and I and as I'm walking around to the deep end of the pool, well, I have all these little kids that are following me around on the edge of the pool they're all walking around because it's goofy and they get to play with them. So I run over and I do this giant cannonball into the pool into the deep end. it's like yeah. eight to ten feet deep yeah, yeah. okay giant cannonball into the pool and I come up and the next thing I know, all of those children which there were at least 10 kids, all of those children have jumped into the deep end of the pool and none of them can swim. And they're all clinging onto Goofy's yeah. head yeah, for trouble. a flotation device. You're in a lot of trouble. And I actually hear one of the kids say, Goofy, we don't know how to swim, and that's why we're holding on to you. Yeah. And at that point, I start bobbing up and down. Uh-huh. And I go under the water. Yeah. And I have to I sink all the way to the bottom. Yep. Kids are still holding on. Oh, of course. I'm thinking I'm going to be responsible for any of these kids having a horrible accident on their vacation at Disney. Yeah. I find the footing uh, of, of the bottom of the pool. I push myself up. I get a breath of air and I sink back under again because all these kids are on top of me. And so I'm using Goofy's giant feet to give me like an extra seven inches yeah. of toe room to be able to feel the bottom of the pool. And I slowly and very painfully hop my way underwater all the way to the shallow the end of the pool. The entire time I can't breathe and I'm thinking... Not only am I going to die, but this is where Goofy drowns. All of these children are going to see Goofy. What a news story. Just just doing the dead man's float in the Grand Floridian pool. And it was a uh, it was it was a sight to behold. It was nerve wracking. Yeah, it was scary. So many questions. I am very very thankful that I'm alive right now. But yes, Why?
0: you think about how you could have gone out, man. You could have been the Goofy that died at the Glam They tell that story forever. That is legendary. For that the is rest leg- of
1: day. There's though. Think of the number of families that would tell the story of my kids went swimming with Goofy. And then he died. <laughs> goofy died. Like, do you remember that guy? A long time ago, his name was Scott Something. It was so
0: weird, but yeah, he was a goofy actor. Yeah, scuba trained, and then he, he jumped in. He the knew deep it. End. Why did he?
1: Why did he not think that that was going to happen? Yeah. Why didn't he think when Anyways, he jumped in? You the put the
0: d- goofy head on now, and where the eyes are, it just has a white thing that says "Do not cannonball." I, no cannonball. That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, as you put the head on on the inside, it says "Do not cancel." So when you're in this
0: situation, you're in a goofy costume. You put on the helmet. You jump in. You realize you're underwater and you can't breathe. And you realize, oh, I'm in real trouble. Do you think I'm going to die? And that's making me scared. Or I'm wrecking the character Goofy for a lot of people. And that's kind of a that's kind of terrible. The weird thing is, it's both.
1: Yeah, I honestly thought. I'm going to drown. Yeah. And these kids are going to see Goofy drown. Nobody is going to care that Scott Storm's the one no, yeah. that, that 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 buys the farm. Yeah. What is going to happen is these kids are going to be holding on to Goofy, and then all of a sudden Goofy's just going to stop moving. Yeah. And then they're just going to be holding on to a dead uh, dog's corpse. He's fine. It's like weekend at Bernie's just, with Scott Storm in there. No, he's fine. Just, <laughs> he's okay. His face face floating in the water and Goofy's ears yeah. just sort of lazily You guys he's super just, dead. No he's not Goofy's fine. <laughs> and that's the thing. Is and then the other thing is is that the the character greeters that are there are going to have to smooth this whole yeah. thing over because, yeah. again, there's like 20, 30 families around the pool. There's no way they're covering this up in a smooth way whatsoever. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, no, that's out everywhere for the rest of time. Yes. That's in guidebooks. People are writing about you. It's Mice a, age. It's like an, You're a dude at that point in time,
1: man. It's an man. interesting uh, like, uh, like side quote that said, did you know? Yeah. And then, and then the story of, of the time that Goofy drowned That could have been you, man. So that's, what does that have to do with Fourth of July, though? It, was just it, around happened
2: on,
0: the time. it happened on Fourth. It July. was on the
1: Fourth. of it July. It happened on Fourth of July. Wow! So that's my Fourth of July story about the the day Goofy almost drowned.
0: That's uh that's that's hits on a lot of levels. Do you have
1: any Do you have any questions before we move on? <sighs> what was Minnie doing this whole time? I don't know. Did she swim? Was it swimming Minnie? It was swimming Minnie, but she wasn't. She wasn't with me. She wasn't yeah. around. I think she's probably taking a break. She just saw Again, you went just, in. And
0: she was like, "You never she cannonball." Eating a sandwich, yeah.
1: like off stage or something like that. While well, I'm struggling, no plan formulated
0: in your head of how to like say like, hey, I need help.
1: No, because you can't talk. Yeah, you can't Wait, talk in even? that thing
0: because you can't talk, or because characterally speaking, you're you're forbidden from talk. Like, you Be- physically- because you were
1: forbidden from talking, so it's even like, in d- life and death situations. Hey, listen, I wasn't gonna test this out. <laughs> all right, yeah, no. I need that job security. That's true. So I'm just thinking, okay, I can't. I I can't do Why anything. Why didn't yet. he call for help? Goofy doesn't talk. Goofy doesn't talk. He's saving his voice for the show. <laughs> yeah. No, but he was drowning. Yeah, no, no, Goofy he doesn't, doesn't talk. He's saving his voice though. for the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, and because there was that part of me that was thinking, like, what experiences are these kids going to have when all of a sudden they just hear this muffled, like,
2: "Get off me! Get off me! I can't breathe! swim!
0: I will take you down." So, How many parents that night in their hotel room, like, "Hey, you remember? You remember that? You remember that
1: Goofy at the pool? Yeah, yeah, I remember." I'm like, "Hey." You think he was drowning? He looked like he was drowning. I, I heard you say, none of us can swim, so we're holding on to you, Goofy. And there were 15 of you holding on to Goofy's head.
0: Yeah, that's scary.
1: Yeah. That's legitimately scary, man. It was legitimately scary.
0: Uh, you tell that story to anybody back at headquarters, you just turn the suit in? Went great. No problems. No it was problems. great. It
1: was great. No problem.
0: Love to do it again. Nope. Uh, hit me up next fourth. Can't wait. Oh. <laughs> Little tip, maybe we put a little sign in there says uh, no deep end.
1: It's just a helpful suggestion. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Maybe we just uh, let anybody who knows who's doing the uh, the swim and Goofy uh, don't go into deep water <laughs> ever.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's
1: scary. Yeah, what a great Fourth of July story. There you go. So that was
0: my ruining the magic. Man, story. this means that we don't have to talk about Artemis Fowl for too long, which excites me to no end. Should we yodel in the news, or do you got more to talk about? Oh, we're yodeling the
2: news. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> so the news. Uh, yeah. Let's bring down the room a little bit or okay. celebrate. I'm not really sure which one we're going to do, but we had a conversation. Yeah. I think it was two weeks ago, two episodes ago, mm-hmm. where we talked about that there was a groundswell of, uh, of, of a petition yep. that was – calling for Disney to change the theme of Splash Mountain from the Song of the South-based ride to a Princess and the Frog-based ride. And we had a conversation about, what do we think about that? How do we feel about that? How do we feel about the the attraction going away? And who knew, two weeks later, Disney would announce that uh, there is a new adventure with Princess Tiana coming to Disneyland Park and Magic Kingdom, uh, and uh, so the, the Song of the South theme is going away from Splash Mountain. Yep. It's going to have a new theme uh, in Princess and the Frog.
0: Yeah, and this is confirmed for both parks. The concept art I saw was Walt Disney World only. I didn't see any Disneyland concept art, but this is confirmed for both parks? Confirmed for both parks. Yeah. That's right.
1: That's right. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot here. There's a, there are lots of people that are celebrating this. Yeah. As, uh, as Disney making, do you it?
0: have do you know some people's reactions? Do you have some sort of reactions? I think we should share ours first, or, or give us a, give us a sense of where people are at with it, and I'll tell you where I'm at with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think in like most things on the internet, it's very uh, very divisive, polarizing. Very polarizing yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you have some people that are are celebrating this as uh, you know Disney is 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 being corporately responsible. They're getting rid of something that has a vestige to uh, to evil um, to sure. evil of de- uh, depictions of evil history. And uh, in, even though the ride, and again, let's be really clear, the ride didn't have any of those depictions. Right? Yeah, it was very strategically created to not have that connection to very, a much very
0: focused on the rabbit, the bear, and the right. fox. That's
1: right. In fact, and and, and we're not going to have Uncle Remus in this. We're going to have Brer Toad. He's going to be the narrator of this. And so, uh, so there was a lot of uh, concerted effort. Uh, in the Imagineers' part to, yeah, to, yeah. to distance themselves. So, but there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of celebration. A lot of people saying this is the right thing that Disney did. Uh, you know, it's great to have the Princess and the Frog. We have a better representation in princesses now, yeah. and this is a movie that warrants an attraction. You have other people that are saying this is the worst thing ever, and mm, yeah. uh, and how could Disney do this? And they're destroying my childhood. You have people in the middle that are saying like. I'm glad that Splash Mountain is going away, but why don't we give Tiana her own ride? Why do we have to gotcha. reskin it with something else? And so right. you know, it's this it's it's a whole it's a whole spectrum of of emotion,
0: yeah, I hear that. I mean, uh, I, I don't want to move on from it so quickly in my mind to just like changing an attraction in Disneyland. Is a big deal. Big deal. It's not a big deal to everybody, but for those of us that love Disneyland, for those of us that feel that one of the greatest things about Disneyland is there is a guard that's not connected to the company, right? It's yeah. the fans. The yeah. fans are the guardians of that park. They're they're the voice of Walt. And, and so some of those people get very excited, which I love. I love that they get super excited. I would rather have that than people just be like, I don't know. I don't no, care. Who cares? Whatever it's a log ride, still going to do the water thing, the drop thing. Then I don't really care what it is. Why does it even need to be themed? You just sit in a boat. It yeah, doesn't really matter, a boat. right? So I- I'm glad that there are these guardians of that, and that they take it really seriously. And so I, I would never want to dismiss somebody's experience. Uh, and here's the thing about Disneyland: this is the rough thing is that emotional stuff happens in your life, hard stuff happens in your life. You end up at Disneyland and whatever reason, you're on Splash Mountain and it, and it helps heal you in some way. The yeah. ride, there's something about some people have had this experience where Splash Mountain, nothing to do with with the Briar Fox and all that, but there was something about a night where they went there with friends, they went there with their family after something terrible. It was their first time feeling joy again or something like that and that ride healed them. Yeah. I have stories like yeah. that and when somebody goes like, hey, we're going to change
1: that. Yeah, we're going to take that, that memory away from you. Yeah, you're going like, man, that's, I get I get
0: the thing, but you're also I need something to count on yeah. and I'm feeling like I can count on less and less less now in the world. Whereas you'd mentioned on a previous episode just that this this this, this time of the world is starting to get inside the berm and yeah. we didn't really talk about whether or not that's bad or good. I think some of it's really good. Yeah. Some of it is just I don't want to move past people's healing so quickly to just be like, yeah, on, onward and upward, it doesn't really matter. We just plowed over, plowed over this and put up a new thing. I love that Disneyland uh, puts nods, this is what my kids ask me. Yeah. They put nods to old rides in yeah. new rides. Yeah. The Eeyore parking sign in Indiana, the uh the bear, the country bear guys in, in Winnie the, Win the Pooh. Yep. So this is a thing that they do. I wonder if they will do that. Like if if the reasons that they're changing this
1: is to remove the connection. With then why thing. would
0: you why would you pay homage to what was there before unless you can yeah. find a, a way to do that? So I don't know. I don't want to move on so quick for a moment, not and not acknowledge that there's hurt and that sometimes rides in Disneyland, days in Disneyland, heal some of those hurts. Well, at the same time, I think about the Blue Bayou. I think about yeah. uh, that opening scene of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the yeah. Blue Bayou, and that sort of that that swampy New Orleansy thing. And one of the great things about Disneyland is not. Just the 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 fast paced attraction story, but the existing in a world that you can. It's just floating in that Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. It's right. not about the like the drop and the fight, whatever it is. Just it's Just
1: time in that. Yeah, space. it's just that
0: time in that yeah. space, and so I love that. Uh, for me, Splash Mountain moves too quickly. Mm-hmm. The, the, that log moves too fast. Uh, so I, if there's a way to slow that down and theme it with that 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 really comfy uh that i don't know that that tea light and night and the yeah. swampy trees the yeah. spanish mossy stuff whatever that is and that's I certainly it, man
1: that's certainly the uh the concept art that they've released i is know it, it's is, so it feels good that way and I, I will say the concept art that they released for it looks really good yeah I, and 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 i'm excited for that i think the placement of that ride in new orleans square for disneyland it makes an it's yeah it's totally natural. it's like uh it it makes a lot of sense to do that. I think it's more challenging in Disney World because Splash Mountain is in Frontierland. Oh, so there's gotcha. less of a connection there. Right. Like, there's a natural, if you were going to say, we need to get rid of the theme of Splash Mountain, what movie-based theme can we bu- build this on? Princess of the Frog makes a lot of sense in Disneyland, not so much in, in uh, Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And, uh, and And I agree with you. I think the, the, the biggest challenge that I had with this was Rides and attractions are memories that you uh, that you create by virtue of experiencing them. yeah. And part of the joy of Disney is sharing that experience with others that you love, either those who have never experienced it before, those who have experienced it a hundred times, thousand times with your friends or with your kids when you're taking them on for the and for the first time and you're saying, this is a thing that I loved that hit me emotionally at some point, and I want to share this thing with you. For me, it's like watching a movie that I love. Like, you know, being able to share Star Wars with my kids for the first time is an experience that I looked forward to and was really, really anticipating, and I got a lot of emotional uh, satisfaction from being able to do that. If I'm not able to ever share Star Wars with my kids because somebody said, like, we don't want you to share Star Wars with your kids anymore, um, I... That would be hard for me, yeah. really hard. And in that aspect, um, the idea of not being able to share a Splash Mountain in its original form uh, after a certain point is hard. It's, totally. it's hard for I me. Totally, I hear that, yeah. But, but I also don't want to dismiss that I think that Disney is doing something good here. Yeah, It's just at the sacrifice of something that is hard to let go of.
0: Yeah, that was a really serious news item. It was really
1: serious. Was yeah. it too serious?
0: yeah. No, it's not too serious. It seemed appropriately but it, it, I think, serious. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, because you followed it up with a near drowning story, <laughs> <laughs> it felt felt very weighty. It went right from drowning into, drowning a, into a very weighty. serious log story. What are the news items? I, I'm really excited about one of these news items, so I'm hoping we get to it.
1: <laughs> Eventually, we will. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about uh, Hamilton? It's releasing on Disney Plus this weekend. Uh, yeah, and, not really. Uh, well, let's 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 spend two minutes on. this. Okay, two minutes. Uh, I'll try I'll try to get off my soapbox for this next okay. one. So Hamilton's coming on Disney Plus. Uh, you may or may not know that Hamilton has some coarse language in it. Yeah. Uh, specifically three uses of the F word. My goodness. That is something that clearly Disney plus would normally not host. Right. And so as a result, Lynn went, Lin- Lynn Manuel Miranda has said like, I'm going to give up two of those uses of the F word so that we can get a solidly PG 13 rating. But keep one. But we're going to keep one. Wow. What a and we're also going to keep the other curse words in there. Yeah. Uh, and so, and he actually said, I am giving up. I, I won't say. Uh, I won't say specifically. Uh, but he said, I'm giving up two of the f words so that kids could see it. <laughs> okay, right and, on. And my it's thought all about is about quantity, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, they should have a version
0: that's just uh, that. That when the curse words come up, it's Mickey Mouse going, "Oh boy," <laughs>
1: <laughs> or uh, yeah, or Groovy going, oh, "Gorge." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have a
0: safe version.
1: <laughs> that's right. So uh, I bring this up just because I'm thinking like. Am I a prudish dad that uh, that I don't want any f words in my version of Hamilton on Disney Plus? Well, I think I think for me it's either uh, for me as a dad. Uh, th-
0: the quantity thing is, I mean, uh, the quantity thing only becomes a pro. Like, once I've decided that's okay for them to hear that word in in the context of a movie, then what does it matter how yeah, many times yeah, it's said? I mean, if I'm like a thousand, like it's every other word, I'm right. just like, I don't even know what this movie's about. They just say the F word every yeah. time. This <laughs> isn't a
1: Tarantino film. So, <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> get me started. Fantastic. But anyway, <laughs> anyways. Like at at that level at the three five seven, it's like I still have to do that thing that where that where the word comes on. Yes, I look
1: over and go, "Are we okay?" Yeah, you're (laughs) like or that or that like you really you're on the skip button, so you can hopefully anticipate it. Yeah, I agree. Like I don't understand understand the idea. One is better. Yeah, we're gonna get rid of two, but we're still gonna give you we're still gonna give you one. Yeah, and that's just so we can get a PG thirteen rating on it. Yeah. I got an idea. How about you just give rid of all three of them? <laughs> yeah, or better yet, how about, how about you, you move it to your other streaming network called Hulu where you have R-rated things on there? Yeah. It, it make, this like this move makes no sense to me. Or if you're going to
0: do it, maybe give me the choice or something because I, I don't care and I want to see it in the original form. Yeah. I am an artist, so I believe in, I really do believe in, like, if this is the way that the dialogue was intended to be for some point, there's something about the usage of those words that evokes an emotional response. At this part in the movie, I'm all for keeping it, but then I'm not watching it. I'm making a different decision for my family where I'm going to watch right. this and sort of, you know, digest it. But for them, if, if one or two or three, like, I, at that point in time, I still have to go through the same thing.
1: But again, it's it's the fact that this is being carried on Disney Plus when they is another avenue for this in its uncut version that is equally available to everybody so I I don't understand what the strategy here is Do you have any thoughts on what the strategy might be
0: I mean if they're just a, if they're just uh, you know concerned about the rating and the rating absolves them of the sort of you know that responsibility then they're just after the rating and you can I think get that's what, what it is you can get that if, if they're after what the actual viewing experience is like then I don't understand it uh, my kids are a little bit older so yeah. it won't be a problem for us but I can remember having the youngster kids where you know word would come on and you do the look and I don't know if you do this and you see like did, did they catch that or did they not? I that. know. Yes. And then well, I, and then I realized they, they caught all of them. The ones where I thought yeah. they didn't catch them when, when they're when they're eleven, you realize, oh, they caught all of them. Yeah, they just I mean, didn't say anything. They were
1: thinking the same thing. They were thinking, did, did, my, dad did my dad hear me hear that? Hear hear me hear that? <laughs> yeah, did right, they yeah, hear me hear
0: that? Exactly. They heard it all. That's yeah, what happened.
1: I, I'm at that point with my oldest where it's like you know he started to watch he has started to watch a little bit more edgier films. Yeah. And so I have the same conversation with him before every single time where I just go, hey, listen, okay, you're going to hear some language in here that, you know, mom and I don't want you to use. You're old enough to understand what those words are and to not use them. So we we, are we cool? We're cool. Okay, let's go. Uh, But, you know, I but I have not gone to that level. Like I've gone to solidly PG-13 with the Marvel films, but like I'm not. I'm not going into f-word f-bomb territory. I just
0: love to see the Google Hangout invite, or the Zoom invite, the title of the meeting of like pick the f-word. Like, yeah. hey, we need you to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. need, are you free like ten thirty? Because we need to, we needed of the three f's. We of the three, pick the we f. Need to,
1: which one are you okay with?
0: Yeah, come to the pick the f meeting. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you just call that meeting. You know what you call that meeting? You know we know, you know. this is a family it podcast. Is a family so, family. You want to move on to the f next for one? Family. That's what the f-word f is. is for. It's for family. family, of course. Right. I believe that's actually a show
1: yeah. with curse words in it. Oh, great. Uh, hey, Disney's going to reset uh, Star Wars. Well, yeah, They're just going to erase the entire uh, Disney trilogy. Did you, Did you read this? New, yeah, I read oh this news story
0: like twice because I was so like. It's, Bet, it's, it's bananas? It spun me into a world of like, what is happening? What, is this real? If this is real, can we? are we in the streets talking about it right now? Where
1: are my neighbors? Why is everybody exactly. not talking exactly. about this? Like, well, I, I get that we've been talking about the pand- pandemic, and we've been talking about uh, systematic racial injustice in the U.S., but listen, people. Star Wars might get getting a reset? <laughs> like, why isn't anybody talking about Yeah, I was like <laughs> opening my windows, yelling out. I was like, hey, Craig! Yes, <laughs> Craig. And Craig doesn't, he's not hearing it. He yeah. doesn't want anything to do with it. Well, so Craig's I don't like, know. What? Uh, let's,
0: so- let's talk a little bit more about what's being proposed here. And do you talk to me about what your level of Rumorville is, because I've heard it's a rumor. It is a rumor. But it's from a semi-credible
1: source. Okay. Who's so, been right in the past. That's what I hear. Exactly. So there is a guy who has a YouTube series who has gotten rumors correct before. Yeah. Uh, specifically about like... Uh, announcing that there was going to be a new director and writer team for Captain Marvel before yeah. Marvel announced it, uh, that that the the problems that were happening on set with that. Um, also, I, I think uh, some other things having to do with Marvel movies. And so this guy has said that there's a new rumor that Disney is setting to reset the Star Wars trilogy yeah. for episodes 7, 8, and 9. 7, eight, nine, yeah. And basically saying, we're just going to redo this because it's been so, uh, what's the word I want to use? So uh, ununiversally received. Yeah, and so we're just going to problematic, uh,
0: problematic for the future of Star Wars. Yes, uh, polarizing to some degree in terms of people's enjoyment of it, choices in it. Uh, the, the, that the, those three movies: Return, Rise, Skywalker. The the seven, eight, nine. Return.
1: No, sorry. Just awakens a, last awaken, and rise and rise that yes. th- those
0: ones took some big swings and did some big stuff that's right uh, they just didn't introduce new characters they 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 did some stuff in those movies and so they're they're what i'm hearing is they're thinking like maybe that maybe that happened in an alternate universe that's not really the the the, the canon storyline and so maybe star wars says well, that just didn't that never that stuff never happened let's try again
1: yeah so this this guy he says i have received confirmation from two additional sources and claiming that this is spot on, that indeed Lucasfilm realizes they have a massive problem on their hands, that the Star Wars franchise is all but dead. Yeah. And despite Kathleen Kennedy's hatred of this idea, Lucasfilm is preparing to render the sequel trilogy null and void. Yep. That is a bananas rumor. And it is a full-blown rumor. It is a full-blown rumor. But the idea of this is crazy. and, and, And what... This, uh, what this uh, individual is saying is that, that basically Star Wars and Star Wars Rebels has introduced the idea of a space between spaces. Yeah. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, unfortunately, at least from this Star Wars fan's perspective, uh, Star Wars Rebels introduced the idea of time travel. Yeah. And uh, and that there is the ability for Jedi or Force users to be able to go into this space between spaces, yeah. in order to see other threads of timelines that have happened or will happen, and then monkey with those. Yeah. So the idea here is that the uh, that that Awakens Last and Rise would be either uh, would be a separate yeah. timeline altogether. Yep. And so they get the opportunity to reset this entirely. It's the thing a as old as time,
0: right? It's a it's a storytelling trope as old as time. It's a uh, it's done as dreams. It's done as all sorts of stuff. That's what what I was
1: gonna say, isn't this just the equivalent of like oh, it was all just a dream? Yeah, it is. It is. Yes.
0: It's, it, it's 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 is. This has been happening. Comic books are infamously uh, you know infamously famous, which yeah. is a fun thing to say. Yeah. Uh, for <laughs> abusing this trope. Say it again. Uh, it's they were infamously famous Good. for for introducing <laughs> this trope of like, hey, what do you think about? Just kidding. Hey, remember yes. how this
1: guy died? Remember really? how you uh, remember how you attached love and affection toward these characters uh and you were invested in the storyline? Nah, just
0: kidding. Just kidding. Huge, <laughs> huge news if this is true. Huge. Uh, g-
1: give me huge give news. me your one word reaction to if this is true.
0: I'm going to give you my pros and cons. My oh. pr- my cons is, hey man, stick with it. You made some bold choices. You invented a you you went with this. S- stick with it. It was it was what you decided to do. Uh my other is like, ooh, we get, a, we get maybe a redo? <laughs> I like a mulligan. I'm fine with a mulligan. Uh, give me a call. I got some ideas.
1: Yeah, my pro is, okay, well, can we plan out three stories all at once and actually have a real arc? Yeah. And my con is, don't be stupid. Yeah. You know? If that was the case, let's go back to the prequels. Yeah. So. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go to the back of the vault to talk about the release of Artemis Fowl on Disney+. Plus. It's currently 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it deserve it? Hold on and find out.
2: We want to know everything about the man we work for. The man? Oh, 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 no. This isn't about the father. This is about the son. Artemis Fowl.
1: Okay, we're back. And uh, Back of the Vault is a segment where we revisit those Disney films that have been or should be forgotten in order to determine whether it should make your watch list. Artemis Fowl was originally slated to be released in August 2019, with its first trailer dropping almost a year and a half ago, Aaron. Wow, really? Yeah, crazy. It got pushed to summer 2020. Uh, It was going to be released summer 2020, and then coronavirus pandemic delayed it again. And rather than push its release like Disney's doing with Mulan and uh, the Jungle Cruise, Disney decided to release it straight to Disney Plus in June. It's based on the beloved book series by Owen Colfer, and it's about the adventures of a 12-year-old criminal mastermind set in a world that mixes fantasy and science fiction. Artemis Fowl, the movie, is described on Rotten Tomatoes as, quote, a would-be franchise starter that will anger fans of the source material and leave newcomers befuddled. Artemis Fowl is frustratingly flightless. Oh, yeah. That was a review. Yeah. That I was pretty I, much yeah. the review. That was the aggregated review of Rotten yep. Tomatoes. Yep. Uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh, who is like, he has his chops. Like yeah. Thor, Cinderella, Murder on the Orient Express, a lot more, starring Colin Farrell, Josh Gad, Dame Judi Dench. Yep. You have a Sir Kenneth Branagh directing and a Dame Judi Dench co-starring. Yeah. We're going to take a look at it and uh, see if it lives up to all the hate.
0: Uh... Man, I have a really good synopsis of what Artemis Fowl is, but maybe I should save it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> should I read it now or should I save it? I don't know. Do, should, I, do you want me? To, you want me to give it a shot? You want me to yeah. explain what I think the movie is? Yeah, you explain what you think
0: it is, and then I'm going to read you my, my 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 tagline summary of what of what Artemis Fowl Okay, is. so I'm going to do it in
1: my style of Aaron Robbins. Okay, uh, so it's about this guy, and he's a kid, and his name's Artemis Fowl, and he's 12, and he lives surfing in Ireland, and he's really really smart, and we know he's really really smart because they tell us he's really really smart yeah, yeah. over and over again. And uh, his dad is like maybe he's an art collector and uh, and but he will also maybe like an evil genius. Mm-hmm. And his dad goes away. Hey, what's he, his dad's name? His name is Artemis Fowl. Oh, that's Senior. great. Yeah, uh, but Artemis Fowl Senior uh, teaches Artemis Fowl Junior all about the fairies and the trolls and the and the gnomes. And Artemis Fowl Junior, he's too smart. He he knows that all that's made up. But yeah. wait a second. No, it's not made up. Wait, it's real. Yeah, it's real because what happens is his dad gets kidnapped by like some sort of like. I don't know. I think maybe a fairy that uses FaceTime too well or not well enough. I'm not really sure which. But then uh, tells Artemis Fowl that he has to go get a magic acorn. Yeah. Uh, and and Artemis Fowl's like, where's this magic acorn? Then all, what do you know? Magic acorn is in his house, but he can't get it because he needs to get the fairies to help him. Yeah. Uh, but not really the fairies. He has to get a dwarf. And so the dwarf, he captures a fairy. So the dwarfs, I mean, he captures a fairy so that the fairies will recruit a dwarf to to try to break the fairy out. And what do you know? He he ends up convincing the the dwarf to to get the ac- acorn out of, a, out of a safe in the house, and um, a- and then uh, he becomes an evil genius. There you go. That's Artemis Fall.
0: That was Artemis Fall as me, though. You were doing me there? Yeah. Way too deep, many details for me. Yeah. That was way too many
1: details. Okay.
0: That was, a, that was a happy medium between Scott Storm and Aaron <laughs> Absolute Humidity. My details would be like, I know some guy, I don't remember his name, McNuggan or something. McNuggan. <laughs> some of his name was like Doofy McNuggins or something. And then like, I don't know, the kid, I don't know, he was, he was I don't know.
1: Yeah, that would have been your (laughs) your synopsis. That's right. right. Uh, So I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know where we begin about this. Um, Let me ask this question. Sure. Ask me some questions. 9% on Rotten Tomato. Yeah. Do you believe it deserves 9%? Do you think it deserves lower or higher?
0: Great question. The 9% rating is unfair. And, and, and the reason why it's it's unfair is a couple of reasons. First is uh, when you have a property that has fandom and you do not meet their expectations, they they punish you for that. Yeah, sure. So they don't sure. give you an honest review. They give you a hate review because you took something they love and you messed it up. And so now if it's like it's, it's about a 36, they're like, you get a one one percent is what you get because i don't like what you did
1: yeah but interestingly that nine percent that's a critics tomato meter uh, right
0: that's critics so that would assume Fa- they were readers which they're probably right not. F-
1: fans have rated this at 20 okay which isn't much better but yeah. i feel like when you're in the 20 20 to 30 percent range like you're probably in a more fair range
2: of this movie. yeah
0: i'm saying that yeah and i'm saying and i'm gonna stick with uh artist foul comes out as a movie only there's no books to back it yeah. up it gets a higher rating than nine percent absolutely i think it gets a uh, 37 of 44 percent uh it's a it's a decently shot movie it's a decently the pace on it is wicked fast so uh, fast like it it, it's 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 uh it has blur there's plot blur in it it moves so so quickly
1: there are moments I, i feel almost schizophrenic there are moments in this movie where i'm like why are they moving this thing so fast and then i'm also and then immediately my next thought is like how long have I been watching this movie? Why? This is
0: so boring this is so when it's moving boring. so quick. So it's not its not a 9%. There's there's like a plot there. It's very hard to, it's very hard. You want the plot to be deeper because when you see the stuff that's in this movie, when you see trolls, when you see dwarves, when you see fairies, when you see space tech, uh, when you see mansions, you expect some level of batman star warsy level sure. of storytelling yeah. and it's just not there there's just in this movie there's just not that level of storytelling and so you're constantly like what but what's the like what's the big thing what's the big point it's right. like there is no big thing there's this thing called the oculus not spelled like oculus rift spelled Aculous. like the aculus yeah. there's this thing called the Oculus, which is apparently a portal opening device uh, everybody it's wants everything. it yeah it's, it's, it's everything to anyone it
1: does everything it does whatever you want it to do and I say that only because they talk about how important this thing is. It is the MacGuffin of the of the movie. Uh, it's the thing that everybody's chasing after, and that it's of great importance. And you are told it's important, and it is important only because you're told it's important.
0: Yeah. So good. I mean, it because cinematography is good. Some of the, the special effects early in the movie are, are ridiculous. They're they're terrible. Uh, the one wheelie uh, scene with the little one wheeler monopod thing terrible. Oh my um,
1: gosh. Oh, you mean when Artemis? <laughs> You mean when Artemis Fowl is on his one wheeled yeah. skateboard, yeah. Uh, going through the forest, yes. and he's just like he's grinding, yeah. he's grinding branches and yeah. things like that. Yeah, and
0: then he and then he does a little like uh, method air at the end. That that's looked, right. That looks terrible. Yeah. Um. So there's that, and then uh, you know it's it's hard to remove remove review the movie without talking about the books and knowing which ones are which. But the 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 Oculus I believe is
1: not a book thing. I don't know. No, that's uh, okay. So the so the, the again the. The center point of this movie is that Artemis Fowl's father has been kidnapped by a rogue fairy. I think is what it is. Who plays his dad? Is it Colin Farrell? It's Colin Farrell. Okay, yeah. So Colin Farrell is kidnapped by a rogue fairy. Yeah, and that rogue fairy uh, contacts Artemis Fowl Jr. to say, "I have your dad. Get me the Aculus." And yeah, it's
0: uh, the villain from uh, it's the villain from Dick Tracy.
1: Oh, it's the blank. Yeah, it's the blank yeah, it's Dick the Tracy blank. is Who's also, the villain in Artemis Fowl. Yeah, Also one of the uh one of the co pilots in the Trade Federation uh from uh, from Phantom X yep, exactly me the Aculus. It's hard for me to describe this movie, the beats of this movie, because quite frankly, like, this movie's really boring.
0: Yeah, it's really all it over the place. It should not
1: be this boring.
0: Yeah, the posters look good. When you look at the posters, yep. you're like, this is this is gonna be yep. a winner, the man. The kid's
1: got some swagger. He sort of looks like yeah. uh the the character that's drawn on the front covers of this of this series. A, a well loved series and and, yeah. and, a, and a very well selling and well reviewed series uh that that features Artemis Fowl. Again, a twelve year old in, in the book series, it's a twelve year old criminal mastermind. Like, yeah. that's who Artemis Fowl is. And he starts off as being uh, very villainous. And then through the course of the book series has a redemptive arc. Uh, He also has an emotional connection throughout all the series uh, with his mother who in this movie – in the movie is dead and the book series is alive. And so that's sort of like his emotional core is his mother. Um, and in this, they don't do that at all.
0: Nothing at all. They do their best to not have those things in the movie, and that, and that's where you're going to run into trouble. When you start this movie, you're going to be like, I'm, I'm into this. There's like, uh, you know, there's like a kid, and he seems smart, yep. and, and maybe he's kind of an underdog because he's a little bit smaller, so that's cool. And and then you're gonna you're gonna want all the moments to be earned. You're going to want to understand what's happening, and then you're going to understand how that moment was earned. And nothing in this movie, unfortunately, is earned. Nothing. You're just told that he's smart in a in a very like da- just a very tropey kind of down your your. Throat sort of way. Everything's just sort of done in the in the in the in the I don't want to say lazy, but the kind of most tropiest movie-telling sort of way. Everything's done that way.
1: It's it's exposition central. Yeah. Like it's there's so much exposition. And 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 again, you know, we we've talked about this before, but in a movie you're supposed to show, not tell. Yeah. This movie takes the complete opposite approach. They tell everything. They have in the first seven minutes, there are three different expositors of what's happening. You have uh reporters that are at the yep. foul mansion yep. and then you have Josh Gad's character who is basically a, he's a he's a too tall dwarf. Yeah, who basically looks that's, that's like that's nothing, uh, McGuff- M-
0: nothing, McGuffey right? Nothing, Dungie McGuffey. M- that's right.
1: Donkey D- uh, McGree. H- Hagrid cosplay is what yeah. it is. It's, uh, it's I Josh kept
0: asking me through the whole thing. He was like, "Ha ha, that's Hagrid," but then they would always follow it up with like, "But Dad, that that is Hagrid, right?" I'm right. like, "No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's
1: not Hagrid. <laughs> it's Josh Gad and Hagrid cosplay." Oh, so, discount
0: Hagrid. That's right, but Dad. That is Hagrid, right? No, it's not.
1: R- Ruby's S- Ruby's costumes. Uh, r- yeah, uh, Ruby's costuming a uh, Hagrid costume. Uh, yeah. So then Josh Gad tells you. About all oh, this. No, this story is about Artemis Fowl the kid after Josh Gad has now exposited who Artemis Fowl is. Then the first scene with Artemis Fowl where he's not surfing is him talking to a guidance counselor or therapist yeah. or something like yeah. that. And then the therapist talks to Artemis about how smart he is yeah. and uh, and and how cunning he is. And so you're just it's just this constant information download.
0: Not smart enough to build his own surfboard or his own wheelie thing. He had to buy those off the shelf.
1: Not smart enough to figure out that his dad is a criminal mastermind. Yeah, where would you think all that money came from? Like <laughs> you live like, in a huge but, mansion, boy. But two and two together, there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Like this money's come from sure, somewhere. Life look normal, and it doesn't it's look not normal because he's an art acquirer. Like yeah. there is something nefarious going on here, rather than him sort of piece together what is happening, or or spend any time with his dad being gone, or. Why is his dad gone? He immediately gets a phone call from the big bad that says, "I've taken your dad." <laughs> yeah, and this is your mission for me, and this is what you have to do. And then uh, Artemis Follow Senior or Artemis Junior is like, "Oh, I have a mission." And then immediately before figuring anything out, his butler goes, "Let me show you what the answer to this mission is," and takes him down to the Batcave uh, yep. where he shows him uh, everything that Artemis Junior yeah. needs to know in order to solve this problem. Yeah, it's there's a- no like, there's no deduction in this movie. That is centers around a kid who is supposed to be a brilliant strategist, genius planner.
0: Yeah, and that's because in the books, you have. I mean, this this movie moves. moves from technology and fantasy and stuff so quickly and and, and so you so this is the bummer of it is that somebody might experience Artemis Fowl and be like this is weird all this stuff is weird there's too much stuff Uh, but in the books there's time to like transition there's time there's chapters transition from his school life to his home life to uh, there's sci-fi stuff with the fairies to there's time there's just so much stuff but watching the movie it's happening in 95 minutes you're literally going from surfing forest school mansion bat cave training sci-fi ships fairies. Uh, lava launchers, time stuff, trolls. It's just one thing just, after another. Yeah, Earth. it's just, and I, I like all those things. It's fine, but just at that pace, I don't understand the rules of this universe. Yes. I don't understand the rules of the time freezing. I don't understand the rules of why some why fairies can fly, but they have spaceships. I'm sure there's a really good reason, but if you can all fly, why do you need? To do it? So there's just a lot of stuff that's happening so quick that I found it very hard to to attach, very hard to like understand. Why everybody was watching it but everybody kept saying like what is this movie about yeah
1: there's there's so much they spend so much time explaining things about artemis Fowl, and then even explaining about this universe but there are many critical things that you have no connection in reality for to like to make a connection there yep uh that they don't explain like the entire time dilation at one point in the movie it creates a bubble and everything within the bubble freezes except for the fairies and so that's how it happens the first time. You go, oh, okay. They create a time bubble, and everything stops within this bubble. The fairies are able to move around freely. But then when they use the, but then later in the movie, they use a giant bubble that somehow stops everything outside of the bubble, but everything in the bubble can move freely. And that I feel like is this that's is summary of the whole movie. Pretty much the summary of the movie. I don't understand what is happening or why this is a problem. <laughs> right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to read my description of the movie. This is my, this is my, uh, if I had to sum it up to somebody, I would say it's the, it's the, I don't know if I'm going to get through this because it's sloppily written. (laughs) I can't uh, wait. I can't wait. It's uh, the creative team that brought you the Santa Claus presents Men in Black shot to the script of Harry Potter in the, if the Chronicles of Narnia team had some notes on it and then presented it to the visual effects team of the top gun ripoff Iron Eagle, who then, (laughs) then went to the wardrobe department from Risky Business uh, and framed the whole thing as an anti-smoking. PSA
1: yeah that's uh, <laughs> that's what I had for it yeah that I think that's a very accurate description of what this movie is awesome uh, That I think that may be one of the hidden taglines of this movie oh awesome uh, boy other
0: things that I wrote down that yeah, I like let's,
1: let's go through some of our, our little things um, that, that we just the things that we feel like we need to inform our audience of yeah, good. before they go, uh, before they go uh, uh, watch this movie the font ah uh, we didn't talk
0: about that the one wheel CGI the narrator thing yep uh, the fairy city is uh, like a, just a unexplained mashup of a bunch of things I just uh, already did uh, and there you go what are you and then I got my taglines which I'm really excited about oh I can't lines. wait to get into our taglines Oh, yeah I actually did it this time so yay
1: um, things I liked the mansion was good yeah had a good mansion. And uh, and the fairy uh, Holly Short, I thought was just adorable. Yeah, she's just really cute. Yeah, um, I liked. I, I they didn't liked let her, her spread character.
0: her wings. They didn't give her good dialogue. They, they didn't, didn't really. They didn't really let her dig into to that thing.
1: Nope, they didn't do anything with with that. They didn't develop any character. Yeah, Artemis Fowl is not developed in this. I mean, t- to the point where at the very end of the movie, except for his walk, his walk is overdeveloped. It's so like. <laughs> flouncy yeah, that's it's so not a real over, word is nobody, it nobody no i don't know what it is it's so like over-exaggerated it's you know what it is it's a 12 year old who's like i gotta walk cool yeah like that is that pra- is practicing in front of a mirror right, that is what a 12 year old thinks like what a cool walk look yeah. cool strut looks right. like
0: i do this little thingy with my shoulders and it's i hop so, kind of up and down and I just have step this counts smug buddy look my step face.
1: every step counts uh, one of my favorite things. Uh, the I have a whole list of laughable lines here. Oh, nice! Uh, I'm yes. glad you did that. One of my laughable lines is at the very end when he's talking to uh, Opal Cavall or whatever the the bad guy's name is. Yep, and he says, "I'm Artemis Fowl and I'm a criminal mastermind." Yeah. And at that point, that's at the end of the movie, and I go, wait, what? Yeah. Wait, at what point did he exhibit any type of criminal mastermind? The only reason why I know he's a criminal mastermind is because he just told us this, and also, oh, yeah, that's what his character in the book series is. Right. But in no way in this movie does he exhibit anything that is similar to a criminal mastermind. They do
0: that several times in the movie where a character's talking, uh, and then there's a little bit of pause, and then they deliver what they think is a very hard-hitting line. Yes. And there's a little pause thing. The yes. narrator does it at one point in time where there's like a, uh-huh, and that's why sheep run backwards. Oh, I've got and a couple like, of them <laughs> if okay. you're ready.
1: I wrote them down. Uh, yeah, another another one, this is like a hero line. I would uh, yeah. describe it as yeah, a hero totally. line, right? Hero line. Fairy, fairy tales are beautiful dreams, dreams, not living nightmares. nightmares. Oh, yeah. And you're like- That sounded deep. That sounded deep, but it has no meaning. (laughs) Uh, Another one of my favorite laughable lines is uh, Artemis Fowl goes, Fairies aren't real, are they? And then all of a sudden Josh Gad uh, comes in and he says, But Artemis would find out they are real.
0: Oh, oh, okay. What? What a revelation. Yeah. Also, none of us have trouble believing that fairies are real. Like, we're all all kind of like. Ah, (laughs) except for Artemis
1: Fowl. Oh, he doesn't. But he would soon find out. They are real.
0: Yeah. I yeah. love I love when he's in that basement where he's like, uh, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. I don't believe. Are fairies real? And they're like, you, you believe now. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I believe now. Yeah, like, just like, oh, that was oh, fairies are real.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So everything my dad told me uh, my entire life, that, that actually turned out to be true. Huh. Cool. Okay. Uh, Have you so- seen me walk? Uh, can I get my suit now? Yeah, you suit? see me walking a suit see my, easily my twice suit as good walk.
0: as just wa- walking in my normal clothes.
1: Uh, possibly my favorite hero line of this entire oh, mo- boy, movie. I'm excited! Is when Dame Judi Dench, yep. revered actress Dame Judi Dench, yep. is wearing her fairy green or her green fairy yeah. armor, and she's got her goggles on, and she rises up from the ground from uh, from from the the fairy kingdom. And she looks straight at the camera and she says, top of the morning, delivered as serious as that. Yep, I remember (laughs) that. At that that moment, I spit my drink out (laughs) and I started laughing so hard because (laughs) – and then it just cut. It's a hard cut to the next thing. Like she's not talking to anybody. She just says top of the morning, which I feel like – I know that this is Ireland. But these are fairies, right? It's very Lucky Charmsy. That's like a fair, there's a leprechaun thing, right?
0: Like yeah, the name of their their assault t- team though is like the the leprechauns. Yeah. It's the name of those little fighter elves with the. Uh, I don't know what you call them, the shuttlecock laser things. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't know what those are. Uh, cheese, the cheese cutter, the, the cheese, cheese grater. The cheese whiz? The cheese grater guns that they have. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, they are called like the leprechauns or something. Oh, my gosh. How did you know that? Uh, I've read it somewhere. Yeah. It's like an acronym. Oh, boy. Uh, boy oh, boy, oh, acronyms. I give it a 44%.
1: You give it that high? Yeah. I would not give it a 44% if nothing more than the third act. The third act is a train wreck. Yeah, there's they spend 15 minutes on an action sequence that involves who's stuck in a chandelier. Will they get out of a chandelier? Oh, no, there's a troll in the chandelier. Oh, we're all out of the chandelier. Yeah. That took 15 minutes. Yeah. 15
0: minutes of an action sequence on a chandelier. It's getting 44 percent because when you don't know what to watch and you don't want to pay attention, you want to be on your phone anyways. Uh, it's it's You're not going to keep up with the movie anyways. And if your kids ask you if it has it, it has it. Like, hey, does it have, a, like, a big, giant troll? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. All right, but does it have, like, a girl that can fight and a guy yes, that can fight? Is there, like, a weird love relationship? Yes, is, it is there, like, a weird love relationship between a dwarf and a fairy? Yes, there does is. Does anybody ride, like, a waterfall volcano in, a, in a, in, a, in, a, in like, sort of a bio-shock capsule? Uh, yes, yes, See? They do. <laughs> it wins on all it levels. It has everything. It's it is everything, has everything you would want in a movie. I want to watch Star Wars. I want to watch Harry Potter. It's like, well, I got the perfect story. Artist foul it's neither of those things and both of and those things. And it's all of those
1: things. Yeah. It's it's none of those things and all of those things. Uh, Aaron, I'm yeah. going to disagree with you. This is not a 44% Kay. movie. It's not a 9% movie. Totally. But it's not a 44% movie. Um, it, it, right before I made my note about the chandelier thing, I just have a note that says, this movie is 8,000 hours long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it is 95 minutes. That feels eternally exhausting yeah. because it is not... It's, it's not it, this movie is nothing. It's just nothing. It's not it's not so bad. Like a 9% movie is a movie where I feel like you can watch that and get joy out of how bad it is. Yeah. This is not a movie where you watch it and you get joy at how bad it is. It's just a movie where you're just like, man, how many millions of dollars do they spend on this?
0: Yeah, This is what it is. This is what it is. It's, it, it's, if you gave an AI artificial intelligent computer, you let it watch a bunch of movies Yes, and then you're like, okay, robot, make a movie from this, make a movie it that has makes art of a things. smell, a foul. And everybody watches and goes, yeah, Robots aren't going to take over the world. This, right. this it, is terrible. This is, yeah, this is terrible. But They're, I get it. Like, it made an effort. Like, the robot made a movie. It has a
1: yeah. beginning, middle, and the end, kind of. Yes, and it has characters that are specifically defined in some sort of way, but they don't do yeah, anything Yeah, yeah, there's it.
0: lines I think I've heard in other movies that are the hero lines in here. So, yeah, the, yeah. the AI robot that made a movie by watching other movies, good job.
1: Uh, another thing is that- it you Not could,
0: worried about losing my job.
1: You could also arguably say that this movie was screen test to death. So, in the first two chapters of the first book, there's a, a scene where Artemis and Butler- are in like Vietnam or they're in, uh, I think they're in Vietnam and they go to a place where there's a old elf or a drunken elf. And he basically tricks the elf into giving the, in, into the elf, giving him uh, a book by poisoning the elf. He like does a double, he does a double cross on the elf. And it's a really good scene in the book because it shows like, He's very, again, he's very cunning. He's out for himself. He has a thing that he wants to accomplish. He doesn't care how he gets it. He's very smart in this. And it really sets up his character in a good way, in this sort of like 12-year-old Bond villain type of way. Yeah. They shot that entire scene for this movie. It is oh, in, really? It is in a deleted scene that you can watch on Disney Plus right oh, now. Oh, interesting. And it has so much better character development for Artist oh, wow. than this movie does at I'm all. And I out. feel like that's an example of, they must have had this idea of, we want to track with the book. But wait a second. We don't know if kids are really going to stay in this for a long movie series. Yeah. And so, therefore, let's not make him – let's not make him an, ant, an antagonist. Let's not make him a bad guy. Let's make him a kid who, you know, again, gets straight A's and plays with fairies.
0: Yeah. Can we do taglines? Please. Let's oh, do taglines. Oh, boy. All right. I'll start. You want me to lead this off since I didn't prepare for the last one?
1: I have a couple of also known as. So uh, – and then we have taglines. Okay. I don't so, know if mine so are taglines or also known as. Mine's me... an also known as. So, like uh, – Artemis Fowl, also known as Artemis Fail. Okay, so that's one. Yeah, you know, uh, then
0: my first one is uh, Artemis. Uh, the tagline for Artemis Fowl is Art Miss
1: Fowl. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Um, oh, great. Another one. It's it's real simple. It's exposition foul. That was another one. We just okay. called this exposition foul. Uh, do you have another one? That's uh, I
0: don't have any other. Uh, also known as
1: my favorite. Uh, my favorite is that I came up with is. Uh, art milk toast foul. Okay, <laughs> because that that just feels like this movie's milk toast.
0: Art messy bowels.
1: I uh, my just... my oldest said Artemis Bowels. <laughs> yeah, so that's what good. he called this Artemis Bowels. So I yes, like, I like
0: your oldest. We're, okay, you got taglines.
1: I've got I've got a bunch of taglines.
0: Okay, I don't have a ton, so uh, you start off
1: because I only have four. You got it. Uh, Artemis Fowl, a film that will put you in a time stop so that ninety five minutes feels like three years. <laughs> yeah, four very true.
0: I got a uh, Artemis Fowl and Artemis Fowl, a ninety five minute throat lozeness commercial uh, that forgot <laughs> to show the product. <laughs>
1: Did you say a throat
0: lozenge commercial? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why does everybody in this movie have a raspy voice? That's a good point. Everybody's like hey, what's good? Do you like Dougie McGuffey?
1: Uh, what's his
0: actual name first name? Isn't it, this is the this uh, is the dwarf? Yes and and he's he's kind mulch, of like a mulch diggins mulch diggins mulch diggins and he's kind of a haggard deadpooly smart smart kind of confident kind of guy do you like him i've heard people thought he was
1: annoying but i didn't mind when he was on screen he had the most charisma of anybody in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big Josh Gad fan okay. as it is. but What, what I mean, else do I know Josh Gad from? Uh, Olaf. He's the voice of Olaf. Oh, okay. Uh, he was also in, uh, he was. He played LeFou in the live action Beauty and the Beast. The Beast. My, my oldest really likes Mulch because he's a thief. Like his whole thing is he's a thief. And actually uh, he also told me that, remember that scene, there's a scene in the movie where Mulch is in the fairy prison and he's mm-hmm. with a bunch of goblins. Yeah. And the goblins are sort of antagonizing Those were goblins. Him.
0: Those were doctors. Yeah.
1: Oh, because they were wearing doctor's uniforms? Yeah. Is that the reason why? Yeah. Yeah, they were wearing like white, like white the Weirdest suits. goblins
0: I've ever seen. So
1: they were there, but they, but they were goblins. You know, goblins breathe fire, right? Right. That's the, the thing. And so. Uh, Mulch does this thing where they're they're intimidating him with breathing fire, and they they breathe out the fire out of his mouth, and they suck it in with his nose. and And the goblin says like Do you know goblins are fireproof? Their skin is fireproof." And then Mulch holds the go- goblin's nose in so that like the fire, I guess, explodes in his sinuses. Yeah, which is sort of a cool thing. Like yeah. that's a probably the coolest thing that happens in this movie. Yeah, uh, that is taken directly out of the books. Okay. so that's like an example. Of, like. Mulch is uh again, he's sort of like a ragtag thief that thinks quick on his feet. So uh yeah, he's fine.
0: Ninety five minute throat in this commercial. I, like that. That I forgot to show the product. I like that. Next.
1: <laughs> uh Artemis Fall. Hey, who wants to watch Maze Runner again? <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, Maze Runner. Man, my uh my next one is sort of derivative of the first one. It's uh Keep going. if you love raspy voices, you'll tolerate this movie. Okay. It's not
1: good. That's all right. I don't I don't have a lot of bangers in here either. Okay. Um I have uh Artemis Fowl, the criminal mastermind that steals ninety-five minutes of your life. <laughs> yep,
0: for sure. Uh, I got Artemis Fowl. I'm an Artemis. You're an Artemis. Sounds like we're all named Artemis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who else is named Artemis around here? <laughs> yeah, right here. I'm Artemis the third junior senior. Oh, cool. Hey, I, I'm Artemis. Uh, I'm a butler. If you read the books, you're fine. If you did not read the books and you start watching this movie, you're like, it, it, so it's, it, we're talking about his dad now, or the kid, or who we're talking about? Oh, is Artemis senior? Sto- Artemis junior? This isn't
1: a story about the father.
0: Oh yeah, that, this they is tell a story.
1: you. About the sun.
0: Thank you for clearing that up because there's a lot of Artemis in here. Yeah,
1: no problem. Um, Artemis Fowl, the riveting tale of a boy who learns nothing, defeats no one, overcomes no real obstacles, and a dwarf that farts dirt. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Here's my last one. This is uh, Artemis Fowl, a montage of cut scenes from a video game developed by Mrs. Baskin's third grade class.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That goes well with one of mine. All right. Here we go. Um... Artemis Fowl, the cinematic version of the best-selling young adult series, as told by your out-of-touch aunt who reads the back-of-book explanations while waiting in the checkout line at the grocery store. Yep. Very much very much so. That Uh, felt good. I think I have one more. Oh, this is—all right, let me pick my last one. Yeah. Artemis Fowl, a 95-minute story about a 12-year-old boy who needs to unlock a door down the hall from him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 the hero's
0: journey was like it just ends right next to you. You can save yourself a lot of trouble.
1: He doesn't defeat anybody. Do you? There is no. There's no final battle in this movie.
0: Yeah, it felt like the, it felt like his main artillery was supposed to be his brain and his words, but he's never in a in a context where you really he's just and I'm sure he's not like this in the books. I don't remember this at all, but uh, in the movie, he's just his his words his his artillery words are annoying. There's no way that kid just uh, artillery are just, words are annoying. Yeah, he is. He's just the way he says things is annoying. Where he's, he's
1: so smug. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's just very so smug. Smug. smug.
0: Yeah, he's very smug, and the way he delivers his lines.
1: Uh, yes. Do you know this? This is this kid's first movie.
0: It's too bad because he's pretty good. Yeah, it, he's got a look about him that's like, all right, he's got a, he's kind of a Harry Potterish. Like, yeah. I like him as Harry Potter. Maybe, maybe we do the Harry Potters
1: again. And we cast this kid and see what he can do. Give him another chance. That's I wouldn't mind seeing this movie done right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I say try it again. Follow the book series. The unfortunate thing is. I'm concerned that this movie has soured people on the book series.
0: That's what I'm thinking. Like yeah. if you if you watch Artemis Fowl first, you were like, yeah, I did not have a good experience to understand yeah. it. Is it a space movie? Is it a fairy movie? Is it an under the earth movie? Is it a butler right. earth movie? Is right. It, what, what is this thing? It,
1: yes, it's all of those.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so then you, well, do you want to read the books? Like not if it, not, you know. No, I don't understand it. Not, not if it's going to be like
1: that. I I I will say the the ringing endorsement for this movie is from my eight-year-old, though. Okay. So I asked, did you like Artemis Fowl? And he said, yes. And I said, what was your favorite part? And he says, I like when the dwarf unhinges his mouth and he starts eating dirt. Yeah. So I was like, Okay, so for an eight-year-old, this movie was really entertaining. Yeah, have you seen what kids watch? I mean, they can watch
0: terrible yeah. stuff and be relatively <laughs> like, entertained by it. This is why That's I concluded. That's why it's it a forty-four percent.
1: Yeah, this is why I concluded that *Artemis Fowl* is probably the equivalent of *The Phantom Menace*.
0: Yeah, like it's it's. Kids are wonderful like that. You take them to yeah. a movie. You spend a bunch of movie uh, mon- money to take them to the movie theater. You sit through it fifteen minutes. You're like, "Oh man, I wasted my time. And I wasted. Like, my I love money. it. Let me yeah. get a
1: plush doll on this. And you're like, "Really? Really? You liked
0: it? Like kids are amazing that way. They have an amazing ability to just ingest entertainment with. Out a thought of, I i get to have a say if this is bad or good. But like, again, there's, like
1: there's so many entertainment options out there where you want to go, yeah, but look at this one. Like, if you're going to spend time, child, yeah. taking in entertainment, then let's make it good. How about we watch E.T. again? Like, yeah. you know, that type of thing. I don't know. Would you recommend anybody watching it on Disney Plus?
0: I think this is, and this is not. This is a new way of watching movies with your family. I think if you really want to do something together, you would be in the pro- proximity. If you want to be in the same proximity, but you all want to be on your iPads watching YouTube, this is great <laughs> background yes. music. Yes. Okay. Like, so you're going to a- get through it. You're not going to miss anything. You don't have to be like, oh, do we have to rewatch that because it seemed kind of good, but I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. If you guys all want to phone out and iPad out, this is your movie. Yeah. This is
1: a dual screen movie, right? Dual screen movie. Yeah. Dual, yeah. Screen, dual screen film. Do you, do you want to wrap it up? Well,
0: my last question is, we're inside a podcast studio. Yeah, which sure has a are. closed door. That's right. But we happen to be on the property of a rather large organization. Yes. Uh, what do you think the odds are when we open the this Pentagon. door? The <laughs> Pentagon. Yes, we're at the Pentagon. When we open this door, just the entire staff is just right there. And they're like,
1: happy birthday! I think there's a really good chance that when we open this door, everybody that we report to on a regular basis are going to be like, what are you guys doing in there? What are you guys, do you have masks? What are you, what are you
0: doing? What were you
1: talking about? <laughs>
0: There was a lot of giggling. <laughs> Why were you guys so giggly in there?
1: You guys sound like a bunch of schoolgirls.
0: <laughs> yep, that's a, that Just is a possibility. Trading secrets with each that other. That is a possibility that there's an audience right outside of that door oh, and they boy, are I not so. impressed.
1: I, I can't. I can't wait. We should really should put a window on. We here. should so you know. Yeah. Uh, I think we're. I think we've reached the end of the show. What do you think? Yeah, feels like yeah, it. Yeah, feels like it. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. We do love making this show. I've loved making the show across socially distanced across the table from you Aaron likewise it's been great uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to it this has been Slits and Banthas uh, as you know we release every week on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Podcasts we actually just showed up on iHeart last Yay! week we so we're, uh, we're adding on wherever you listen to podcasts and listen if we're not there we want to be so go ahead and let us know and we will make sure to get the show there be sure to subscribe and we would love it if you left us a review on iTunes believe it or not iTunes reviews really help other people find the show. Look,
0: you know if you've left a review or not. There's no you know if you have or you haven't.
1: Do it do it now. Just do, do it, right it now. do it for the kids. You can do, do it for it Artemis. you can you can do it in the do it for Artemis. Yeah. Show him how smart he is. Yeah. Uh leave, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh we we really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Uh police got out that last uh. That uh was awful. Are, are some uh's pretty good? Some uhs are okay. Some uh's are okay because they're just like the killer uhs. They're just like brief. They're, they're brief, oh, I have a next thought. I'm just using this to connect that yeah. next thought. And then some are like, I have no idea what I'm going to say.
0: We had this, uh, the killer us is... is- is the name of my new band? By that's the way, a great. That's a great name. Uh, we had this listener when I was on a different Disneyland
2: podcast. Oh, and I here know, it is. <laughs> I know Talking the about you name when I other talk Disneyland about it. But uh,
0: I was on this other show. and We had this listener. I think her name was Amy, something like that. And she would uh, she would write down all of our all the little things that we would accidentally say. Yeah. Uh, like the killer us or whatever whatever it was. And we really need her for this. We really need her for bobsleds and Bantha.
1: Just content checking basically
0: uh, no it was just we called it the whipsonary because the name of the podcast was Dole whips and dark rides oh, and so we boy. called it the Whiptionary.
1: <laughs> don't
0: Here grumble at me it was called the Whiptionary. tell so me more we,
1: about your more successful disneyland <laughs> so podcast. When we
0: made up words like the one you did fluttery or fluid fluidency, flouncy flouncy isn't <laughs> yeah. that a real word i have no idea it probably could is. be you went to a pretty good school you're probably right <laughs> yeah uh, and so uh, she would keep track of the of, of our dictionary, our made up word dictionary. Made I do up feel like, and I the, like that.
1: Yeah, I feel like by the time we hit like episode fifty two, we will definitely have a catalog of things, things and characters that reoccur on this show.
0: Yeah, we just need. I need the band names cataloged so that I can we'll go back there. to those. We get an intern for that.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, hey, where do we leave off? the Longest intro ever. Instagram or, uh, outro ever. Instagram. Let's talk about Instagram. Let's talk about Instagram. It's you, happening over there. You can. Uh, there's so many things happening. Okay. We've got We got great discourse with uh, with our friends on Instagram. You can follow us there at Bob and Banthas. Hey, if you want to send us an email or get in touch with us, you can send us an email info at bobuzzandbanthas dot com. Favorite Instagram post? I like the one of the Ewoks uh, looking at uh,
0: Han Solo and Princess Leia. Licking
1: their chops. Yeah. Can't wait to eat those guys. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, that, that Straight up, though, were the Ewoks on Endor going to eat Princess Leia? Was that the plan with the barbecue them?
1: No, I don't think they were planning on eating Princess Leia. I think that they ate another person and then had an outfit for her to wear. Okay. They were definitely planning on eating Luke, Han, and Chewie. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, okay. Which, you know, um, again, Ewoks are formidable foes. They, I guarantee, what do you think happened to all the heads that were inside those stormtrooper helmets? The boom, 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 boom. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. That's yeah. that's just barbecue.
1: Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Ewok barbecue. All right. And I don't mean barbecue in an Ewok either. Okay. Hey, until next week. <laughs> He's been Aaron. I've been Scott. We've been Bob's and Samantha's. And we are Luke. We'll see you next week.
2: Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day.
0: Saturday night. Now there are
1: more new rides for more fun. What the heck am I listening to? Hey, uh, wait, wait, seriously? Yeah, no, I'm. Have you not been plugged in this entire time? No, no, I'm not
0: listening to anything. I'm wearing headphones, not listening to anything. (laughs) They're not plugged into anything. What are you listening to? Nothing. There's not. You've just been wearing earmuffs for an hour and a half. Yeah, that's right. It's not cold in here. No, because they're open back, so it feels it doesn't feel like I have them on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, let me just tell you, we sound like car- caramel butter.
0: Yeah, good.
1: We sound just I like... I look
0: like an idiot. We sound like caramel butter.
1: We both look like
0: idiots. In
2: electro magnetic, musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m.
0: Waste time with your friends when your chores are done.